We are back. This is Opeti the Podcast Season 2. We are your hosts, Steph and Tamer. And we are here to serve you all the tea on Opeti Life. But if you can't wait to hear what we're serving this week, head on over to our Instagram at Opeti. Oh my God, there is so much tea. I know. Let's, Let's go. go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Opeti the Podcast. We're on episode 9. Hello, T. Hello, Steph. <laughs> Hello, we are back with another interview today. I'm so we... excited for this one. Oh my god, we are so excited. So we are joined today by a bro pair. <gasps> dun, he, is dun, dun. he is from the USA in Spain. Yes. We are joined by Graham. Hello, Graham. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Good afternoon. Welcome. So excited. So excited. Thank you so much. We <laughs> recently did an interview on Graham's YouTube channel, which we will be posting everywhere so you can go and subscribe it was incredible at, it was so good it was so, yeah we had so much fun and so we were like okay you're gonna return the favor and come on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> so here we are so we are gonna just talk to graham about his experience as a bro pair what it's like to be an au pair in spain you know all the stuff to do with au pair world because that's interesting we don't know anything about au pair world <laughs> um we know nothing and just get the, we're just gonna get the tea on your experience all right. Let's do it. Let's serve it. Let's do it, Graham. So start off with a little bit about you. Give us an introduction. Where are you from? Where do you au pair? What about your host okay. family? Who are you? Who am I? Yeah, so I am, <laughs> I am Graham Cargill. I'm 20 years old. And I am a male au pair in Seville, Spain. But originally, I'm from a small town in North Georgia called Rome. So I'm actually like five hours driving from T, pretty close. Woo. We have the same weather. Yeah, like we always have the same weather. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I have a YouTube channel where I talk all about not just male au pair content, but stuff about being an au pair, learning how to be an au pair, visas, Spain, Spanish, everything. It's fantastic. It's amazing. So much fun. Aww. Thank you so much. I love that. So currently right now, what's the situation with your host family? How many kids have you got? So I have four host kids. Ooh, I feel that. Yes. I feel that, bro. He feels the yes. pain. <laughs> I feel the pain. It is. It's, it's so fun because they're always something to do, but it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um, our youngest one is six, and then we go six, nine. Um, 11 and 13 Ooh, so a good yeah a good variety those are like tough ages as well you know I I thought at first it was going to be but the 13 year old and the 11 year old pretty much do their own things mm. yeah so it's I really just have two kids like I have the nine-year-old and the six-year-old yeah oh. and you're a, a bro parent in Spain right whereabouts in I Spain am, yeah whereabouts in Spain yeah. I in Seville, Spain, so in the Ooh. south in Andalusia. Oh, uh, it's an absolutely beautiful region. It's hot year round. It's where all the British people go to vacation. There in Benidorm. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love any that. given day, I can find at least like fifteen British tourists walking around. Yeah, chatting. It's you know lovely. how you? They say if you go abroad. And you need to find a British person. You just drop a glass in a pub, and everyone will go, "Wait!" And you know who's British. <laughs> That's so true. That's great. We I've never heard of that. That's fantastic. It's so true, though. It's amazing. I love that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, one thing that I'm personally really interested in is 
um, you being a male au pair, because obviously the majority yeah. of us are female and, you know, yeah. we affectionately call you guys bro pairs. So what was it? Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about actually making the decision to become an au pair. And was there any kind of hesitation or were you intimidated going into like a mainly female dominated kind of work? Yeah. To be completely honest with you, y'all are the first people to ever hear this. Ooh. So Ooh, really the tea. Yes. Yeah, yeah, y'all are really yeah. getting the tea. <laughs> I it was a complete accident. I did not mean to become an au pair. Mm. Um, it was honest to goodness an accident. So um, I was a nanny here in the US in my senior year of high school. Uh, after I got off from school, I would go and pick up another kid from school and hang out with him for a while. And I was planning on working with that family uh, through that following summer. And then February, the summer before, the family said, hey, we're up and moving to Charlotte. Um, sorry. Oh. So, yeah, it was a huge bummer. And um, it really kind of threw a ratchet in my plans. But I, I was trying to find ways to travel and or childcare because those are things that I both really enjoyed. And I stumbled across Au Pair World and I made a profile. I just filled it with like absolute crap, like not, <laughs> not quality information, not quality pictures. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it to say that I did it. I go on two days later and had several messages. And then two weeks exactly after that, I signed my first Au Pair contract. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that is insane. So yeah, when it's, you, a, it's a wild story. So when you were like a nanny and like just like part time for that family, was that just like something to do like just as a bit of extra income? Or was it like, oh, I really like childcare and I'm starting to get into doing this as, as, as an actual mm. job? No, it was just extra income. Mm-hmm. I'd actually I was tutoring um, and, and that family was like, hey, like our my school was really close to his school. And uh, they were like, yeah, would you pick our kid up after school? <laughs> sure. So I was like, sure, yeah, like, if you'll pay me for it, absolutely. So <laughs> If you give me money, yes, <laughs> I'd be happy to. So, yeah, exactly. And so that's how I got into childcare. Mm-hmm. And it's a great match. Like, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I could not be happier with my decisions. I love that so much. So then would you say that you had any reservations about when you finally decided to become an au pair? Was it, were you aware of how female dominated it is? Or was it just like, no. this is what I want to do? <laughs> No, I had no idea. Um, I had no idea. I was a bit nervous about it, for sure. Just being a guy, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I did know that, of course, it was a female-dominated field. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't exactly aware of how female-dominated it was. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> Very much. So, yeah. So I really jumped off into the deep end. I love that. Um, but it's interesting. I tell people a lot. In Spain when I tell people what my job is, I never hear, oh, that's weird. Or, or I would never hi- hire a male au pair. It's generally here in the U.S. that I hear that. Yeah, I was going to say, can't relate. Um, <laughs> can't relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Here in the U.S., I hear quite a lot of people. I've had people tell me in my face, no, I would never hire what? a male au pair. It's, yeah, yeah it's and strange, isn't it? So it's just like, wow, that's really weird. You know, it's, it's not normal, I don't think. Yeah, I but think society it's... has put males in like quite a bad light in some respects. You yes. know? So people are yeah. a bit more wary of like a male. Um, yeah, absolutely. But so you you mentioned Spain. We know you're an au pair in Spain. Did you yeah. have your like eye on Spain before you started applying? Was that where you wanted to go? Yes and no. Um, 
so I was learning Spanish at the time, but I was very early on into Spanish. <laughs> so, I mean, I could have learned any other language probably just as fast at that point. So I ended up deciding that I would go with a family that I liked. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to be a family in Spain. Yeah. And that's always been my rule. Like, I'm always going to go with the family I like, not just the country. Yeah. That so is- that was one of our questions is about your your Spanish. So you, you speak amazing Spanish, by the way. Like, really oh, I don't. Good. I don't. I really no, don't. Hang it's on. So you good. do, you do by whole the way. videos in Spanish. Like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, on your Instagram live, when we were all checking, you were like switching between like three languages. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yes. my gosh. He got skills. I was very impressed. How, how long so have sweet. you been? How long have you been doing Spanish? Um, Three years I've been studying Spanish. Okay, and what? So you were learning it before you were, you became an au pair. I was, yeah, okay. I was six months into learning it. Oh, nice! So first... you've learned a majority of it, like being around the language. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Do you speak yeah. with your host kids in primarily Spanish, or do you switch between English, Spanish? <laughs> this is funny. Um, so I speak. Uh, you know, there's four. So I speak with Clara and the youngest in Spanish German. Okay. Because they're a German host family. Okay. Um, and then I speak with the nine-year-old, mostly in Spanish, and then the 11-year-old in Spanish-English, I would say about 50-50, and the 13-year-old entirely in English. Oh, my God. Okay. There are so can, many languages like, going on here. I can it barely is, English. Like, <laughs> it's me. insane. It's wild. Do you, is, is, it so quite, is it hard to switch between them? Do you sometimes get a little mix-up? Because I know that like yeah. there's a lot of au pairs who... English isn't their first language and so a lot of the time they yeah. say like oh I find it hard to like switch between or like I, I can I can speak it in my head but I can't speak it out loud do you find yourself struggling between that not now so much with Spanish I do if I'm speaking German mm-hmm. I, I'll be like okay heute Kinte wir haben escalada. You know, I'll throw in like a Spanish word or something. <laughs> I love that. But, uh, <laughs> but no, not, not so much with Spanish and English. I will every once in a while uh, do like some anglicisms or something. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, vamos a ver, grandma. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But, so, yeah, and it's so fun. I love that. You're so skilled, Graham. Instantly. I'm not. I just, so I've just embarrassed myself a lot. Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> embarrassment's the greatest teacher trust me oh my gosh that's that, that needs to be on a mug or something <laughs> like please yeah, we, should, we should make merch oh my god oh my god yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like our au pair team tagline <laughs> yes i love that so um we've kind of touched a little bit about how you kind of came to like you know become an au pair in spain or a bro pair i should say yeah. so when you we get a, we've had questions and comments from au pairs ever since we started this page and um so obviously we are with an agency in america that's the only way you can do it but we, there's a lot yeah. of confusion out there and a lot of i think apprehension towards going with a company or you know something like au pair world yeah. or anything like that because everyone's like is it safe is it legal i'm on my own is it have backups so for people that aren't aware of how au pair world kind of works and how you find families and how you make sure you're safe can you just give us a little bit of information about how you make sure that you're okay and how it actually works yeah yeah that's and that's something that I hear quite a lot from especially female au pairs you know when you're 18 years old going to live in a different country it can be really really scary Mm -hmm. um and for those of for the listeners who don't know there's really two big websites 
um, opairworld and opair.com. I've always used opairworld, nothing against opair.com. I've, I've just never used it. Um, and obviously I've done videos for opairworld, so I'm not being paid to say good things about them. I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But so one thing that I always do to make sure that I'm talking with a safe, real family is I always ask them very specific questions um, pretty right off the bat. You know, we, we get down to the good material pretty quickly. Um, I like to ask them about their jobs. Where do they work? What are their schedules like? Mm-hmm. Um, questions about their kids and their schedules. You know, what do they enjoy doing? Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I think, if I like their answers and if they like my answers to similar questions, then I like to set up um, a video call. And one of the things that I always tell au pairs to do is make sure that the face in the video call matches the picture in the profile and you speak to the children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so imperative that you speak to the children. But on top of that, au pair world does have a way of verifying families. Um, you can go on their website and you can read all about how they make sure that the families on there are real and they're safe. Um, so au pair world is very, very safe. Like I, I do highly endorse it. And I've never heard of a, a girl or a guy um, having a bad experience yeah. using au pair world. I think what freaks people out is that obviously I think a lot the kind of the idea is that you know, we're on our own. As soon as anybody mentions, oh, you need to find a family and sign a contract, they're like, sign yeah. a contract. I think that's what scares people because they're mm. like, my yeah. mum and dad aren't here to sign a contract for me or I haven't got, yeah. you know, the safety net of an agency like we have. So how do the contracts work? And is it, are they negotiable? Are they, you know, does Opair World kind of write them for you? How does that contract bit work? Yeah, so this is where it gets a bit complicated and it really goes from country to country. So without getting into too much <laughs> intricate detail, <laughs> each country essentially makes their own au pair rules. So notoriously, Spain and Italy are kind of known to be the worst country for au pairs and, and their treatment. And one of the reasons why is they don't have a set au pair program. Um, if you go to Spain or Italy on a visa, you're not going on an au pair visa. It doesn't exist. Uh-huh. You go on a student visa. Okay. Um, so in a situation where your host country does not have a program, essentially you can negotiate your contract, you know, whatever, if you want paid vacation, negotiate that. Or, um, my host family pays for my insurance. That's something that I was pretty insistent about. And I have a really good quality insurance, health insurance. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think you really do get to pick what's important to you. And even in say France or Germany, where they do have an established program, you can still, you know, fight for yourself. Don't feel like you you can't pick what you want because you can. That's the great thing about being an au pair. And lastly, au pair world does provide contracts, pre-written contracts, to where all your family has to do is download it, fill in the information, and you sign it. It's incredible. Easy. That sounds mm-hmm. so easy. Yeah. It's such a breeze. It really is. Oh, amazing. Thank you for that little bit of info. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never knew I never knew any of that about Opair World, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> um, so we've talked about what you've done before you've been an au pair, the lead up to becoming an au pair, but tell us about your typical day as an au pair in Spain and how has it been with COVID? How has it changed with COVID? Oof. Okay. <laughs> the big so... the big C word. <laughs> this is now it the has big not word. changed. <laughs> so um yeah. Um, I start my days at about eight o'clock. I get up, 
mind you, Spain starts about an hour later than the rest of Europe. Okay. Um, okay. So my kids' school does not start till nine o'clock. But I don't have to take them to school in the mornings. So I get up pretty much when I want to. And then I go to German classes most days. Um, and I'm generally free to do what I want uh, from like 1130 to 2.30 more or less. So I might get a coffee with friends or go jogging or something. And then my workday starts at three o'clock and I work from three to seven thirty eight ish. Um, and I'll take the kids to their activities or to the park or do homework with them, speak English, play games, that sort of thing. Oh, so it's okay. a, a pretty chill schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> I like how chill it is. Um, yeah. But obviously you might have a nice schedule and you may have a lovely family, but there's always something that goes. So if people that don't know and haven't checked out Graham's YouTube channel, please do, because it's honestly amazing. So I, I shouldn't say that it's my favorite because it was a bad thing, but it is my favorite. The two <laughs> videos, Graham has his horror stories on there, guys, about this oh. just insane, insane <laughs> situation. So seriously, check it out. So what we want to ask, we like to ask a lot of au pairs, what is like a challenge that you face during your time as an au pair and how did you overcome it? And obviously you, you don't have to talk about the horror story if that's something different. <laughs> but no, no, I'm very open about it. Um... I don't know. I would say that I faced two big challenges. Um, probably my first being the horror story. Um, just a brief recap for the listeners, and they can hear all the detailed tea over on my channel. <laughs> but uh, I essentially went to live with a host family that advertised themselves very differently than they actually were. Uh, things did not go well. Ten days after moving in, they kicked me out. Rude. I was homeless. I know, so rude. <laughs> I was homeless for a period of about two hours. <laughs> I'm living in the street. Oh my gosh. <laughs> At which point, <laughs> I know it was tough, tough life. Um, and I just went to live with my former host family in Madrid. But so yeah, I would say that was really difficult. And the weird thing about that, again, I've never told this. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so yes. much. Yes, this is why we're inside tea. We just have that effect on people. They just spill everything you know, with us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, the hardest part was not actually getting kicked out. It was like the time after. Like I would say there was a good month or two after after that time where I did not speak to the host family after getting kicked out, essentially, and I did not sleep well. Um, I did not eat well for, for a while after that, I would have dreams about it. And still, I mean, I, I still had like a recurring dream about this up until like five months ago. Oh, um, bless you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a really psychologically difficult thing, mm-hmm. um, to, to leave in the way that I did and just to have kind of, uh, half a year of plans shut down mm-hmm. in a 10 minute time span yeah yeah but yeah that was difficult and then but it, it's fine like I got over it and I'm stronger because of it oh, and it made for, for sure. a great story it's my most <laughs> yeah, popular sure. video guys <laughs> you need to go on YouTube right now search Graham Cargill and it's find amazing. that horror story because yeah. honestly it blew me away <laughs> how did your it's, parents it's react to that by the way 
Well, so it happened at like 10 a.m. Spain time. So 4 a.m. back here at home. So I didn't even tell them until it was well over with. Like, hey, I'm homeless, lol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, um, here's what happened, mom. Oh, my God. I think that's yeah, so crazy. That's what a lot of parents worry about, isn't it? That their, their lovely child yeah, is like absolutely. in Europe and they're alone. And oh, my God, now they're homeless. Like, uh yeah, absolutely. No, I I just like broke it really straight to my parents. Um and like they thankfully survived the shock of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my But yeah, I mean we just worked through it. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. But I would say my second most difficult time, and this one's like so overrated compared to the first one. I was I picked my current host family before COVID, and so there was like three months where Spain was not issuing any visas. And I was pretty sure that I would not be able to get to Spain. I can relate. Um, we can relate to yeah. that. We relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all know exactly, <laughs> exactly. how it feels. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, that was extremely difficult. But again, like, we're here. We got we're through it. We're here. So. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, au pairs have their bad moments. They have challenges. Yeah. But also, we have great moments. So, tell us about some of your, like, favorite moments. What's something you're proud of achieving during your au pair time? Oh, <laughs> what have you, what's your best moments? Oh my gosh, what a tough question. I've had so many good moments. Um, I would say just in general, um, well, you know, the first the first good moment I'll tell you was riddled with sadness too. So it was on the horror story day. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it was on the horror story day and my host mom, my former host mom had come and picked me up from the horror story house. And when we stepped... <laughs> this sounds like... It sounds like a movie, like a reading or something. I love it. <clears throat> but she picks me up and we, we go, we step into her house and she grabs me by the arm and she says, Bienvenido a Casa Graham. Welcome home. Oh, that's so, so sweet. So, yeah. So that was a good moment. But I think any moment to where you can see development in yourself and in your kids and in your family, and know that you've caused that. Yes. That's, I think that's just such a rewarding thing Mm -hmm. for au pairs. And it's just inexplicable. I mean, you can't, you can't explain it to people who've never experienced it. I agree. And that kind of perfectly bridges onto the next question. And it's such a cliche question, and I'm sorry to ask it, but (laughs) what have you learned being not just an au pair, but a male au pair? And what have you learned being in Spain, apart from Spanish? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And German, apparently. I know, apparently (laughs) German. (laughs) Have you found yourself? Honest to goodness. Yeah, I could like write a book about this. Like, I don't even know. Do it. I need to do a video about I'd this. Read it. This, is, this is inspiration. <laughs> so I don't know. One of the big lessons I would learn, I've learned, is to take yourself less seriously. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we're all just like spinning around in space at a ridiculously fast speed. <laughs> like it's the 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 fact the fact that your kid like sneezed in your glasses is not the end of the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just. Just take yourself a little bit less seriously. And and another big lesson is to go with the flow. Like oh, yeah. it's, oftentimes it's not worth it's not worth getting your panties in a wad over nothing. Like <laughs> just just think in a year's time how big a deal is this going to be to me. That's yeah. And, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And just let it go. Oh, you're so inspirational. <laughs> oh my gosh. Write a book. Yeah, write a book, please. Please write a book. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Oh. This maybe leads into a, a the good next question. Okay. Mm. Um, we hate this question because we don't know the answer <laughs> to it. So, but we like to pain people with it anyway. Um, okay. Right. What are you planning to do when you finish being an au pair? And when do are you gonna are you gonna write a book? <laughs> He's gonna write a book. I might write a book. Go on a book tour right. around America. The, the three of us are gonna co-author a book. Yeah. Oh my god! That's it. Can we actually do it? Oh my god! Are we? Are we putting something in the works here, <laughs> guys? We are. we are. This is the deal. Oh my god! When this do you? When do you actually finish? Add that to the question as well. Um. So, so I finished with my current host family in in June. Aww. Um, is when I'm set to leave Seville, but I have residency for two years in Spain, so I don't really know after this. I'm debating. I'm definitely starting. So I've finished two years of university already, um, and I'm starting my bachelor's program in fall of 2022. Like it's set, it's ready to go. Um, so I essentially have the next year and a half free <laughs> to mess around all over the world, wander the streets of Spain. I know. Wonder the streets of Madrid. Oh my god, I wow. love it. So yeah, so I'm either. I think I'm probably going to end up in Germany or Austria or Madrid for a couple months, mm-hmm. and then come back home and just see what happens. Ooh. Nice. I love that we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. It's like a cliffhanger. It's crazy, isn't it? I know it is. It's hey, it's a cliffhanger for me too. Just... <laughs> like, stay tuned. Let's find out what happened to Graham yeah. like six months later. Taking it day by day. Yeah. Every day we'll be like, what's happened to Graham? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. is he homeless again? <laughs> Are you wondering? There's a place? there's a possibility that oh I will my be. God. I'll take yeah. you in. We'll okay. yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, this is also a question that. Um, we've been asked as au pairs I think everyone mm-hmm. gets this cheesy question and I kind of don't like it but anyway what do you wish you knew before becoming an au pair and yours might probably be like a really so interesting things. answer considering you've been I feel like you've made a video about this haven't you I I think I have I think it was like four things I wish I knew <laughs> how um, not to get kicked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Gosh, I don't know that I'm like pressed on it. That's that's kind of difficult. Um, I would say one thing that I wish I would have known was it's not it's not as quick and easy as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I didn't if you're going to be a summer repair or if you don't have to have a visa, this is probably not such a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting a visa and if you're going through that whole I mean you guys understand it's it's just a mess and the decision the space between you're deciding to become an au pair and you're becoming an au pair is big like it is it's a gap Mm. I mean it could it could last a year or more you know so I would say like one thing that I tell people is carve out a chunk of your time and just be prepared to wait things mm-hmm. out, you know, to to kind of be on the ropes for a while, um, and and get ready to be an au pair. <laughs> you need to mentally prepare yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, I, you really. I'm do. still not ready. Like, and I'm me neither. I'm not ready. <laughs> me neither. So a big thing that we are asked as somebody that's come from a different country into the USA, and I think everybody has asked this: um, Have you found any big culture differences between? 
the USA and Spain, I feel like with the UK and the USA, we're not massively different. So we don't have like a solid yeah. answer for that. Um, but for you, I yeah. feel like the USA and Spain, very different in many aspects. So what's mm-hmm. been the biggest culture shock for you? Wow, that's a great question. I would say, I tell people a lot, Spain reminds me of, oh, I'm going to get so much hate for this from my Spanish <laughs> friends. Spain is as if the DMV ran a country and everybody was your grandma. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what Spain is like. I can it. That's what Spain is like. It's, and it's funny because I think people oftentimes have, when you hear Spain, you're like, oh, Ibiza. Uh, Benidorm, Mallorca, Palma, all this. Whereas Spain is like, it's so much more than that. You know, like it is a great place to party and waste a couple thousand euros on spring break. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, I, I mean, it's a functioning country. You know, people have, people have lives. But I would say some of the biggest cultural differences, for one, Spanish people are so slow about everything. They just, this is where the DMV comes in, okay? They, anything that you want done is going to take twice as long as it would in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I mean, what could take, honest to goodness, what takes me a week in the U.S. is going to take me a month in Spain. Oh, my God. So that's, yeah, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, that's my number one thing that I dislike about it. <laughs> what is it that you love about Spain, though? That, like, when you go home finally and when you settle somewhere else, what are you going to miss about Spain? Oh, I miss so many things the about weather. it. I, yes, <laughs> the weather for one. Um, people are really friendly in Spain. <clears throat> and I think this is, like, a Southern American thing, too. We're generally, like, pretty friendly mm-hmm. people. Generally. But, uh, yeah, generally. <laughs> But Spanish people are like super, super friendly, very loud, very fun to be around. And I, I always kind of miss that when I'm back here at mm. home. Um, and, you know, I said like Spain's like a country of grandmothers. It is in the sense that you go into somebody's house and I'm like, oh, you haven't eaten enough. Eat this. Have this. Take this flower home. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really sweet. Like it's a very endearing culture. Um, and you do feel a part of it pretty quickly. I yeah, think. I feel like all my education of Spain has just come from watching Money Heist, and it's probably not the best thing. Yes, yeah. Oh my love gosh, it. yeah. I love that show. It's so it's good. So no, they love it too. Really? They they absolutely adore it. Excellent. Yeah. Did you watch it in Spanish or English? It's like all the crazy. I watched it in Spanish. Yeah. Very. Do you good. tend yeah, they do have... you tend to watch things now in Spanish more? Um, I try to, yeah. I'm watching Hostile Planet with Bear Grylls oh, right yes. now. And it just, it doesn't sound right in Spanish. Like, <laughs> his voice would just never make the cut for me in Spanish. <laughs> the that. weirdest thing is, I was watching Harry Potter with my friend the other day. She's German, so we were watching it in German. And it was the weirdest oh. thing Isn't I've weird? ever done in my life. Yeah, oh because so they, because so of the language, they change some of the the lines to like fit the language, yeah. and I was like, that's not what they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they say Harry, they don't say Harry, they're like Harry. Yeah. Like, what? what? <laughs> this is so weird. Oh my gosh, so it's like a city in France. I'm like what? <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Um, so yeah. this is a question I love asking. It's kind of a couple of questions in one. So. We want to know what are they, what kind of like advice would you give to au pairs? But particularly, do you kind of see yourself as 
a bit of a role model for male pairs, considering you guys are a very rare breed amongst our industry. Um, and as well as that, do you have any advice for people who are very nervous about au pairing in a country that doesn't speak their native language and having to, you know, learn another language? Because me and Steph have both openly admitted we we just couldn't, we just couldn't do it. <laughs> not do it. So bravo to you, Graham. So yeah, any advice for male au pairs? Do you see yourself as a role model? What would you say to people? Gosh, I love that question so much. So I'm going to take it just one by one. <laughs> Go for it. Do I see myself as a role model? I really don't. Like, my au pair path has not been ideal. <laughs> um, I've, I've made some, some mistakes along <laughs> the way that I would love to change. But so I don't, I don't consider myself a role model. I consider myself a resource. Ooh, okay. So I'm, I'm always open to au pairs who want to ask questions um, I answer DMs every day on my Instagram, respond to all my comments on the YouTube channel. So I, I do consider myself as a resource for a lot of male pairs because the fact is there's such little information mm-hmm. yeah. for bro pairs in, in the au pair community. Yeah. Um, like I, that's why I started my channel. I, I didn't know anybody to, to help me with these things. So I thought, you know, I'll be the person I don't know and, and do it. Um, as for advice for it, especially if you're going to a country that doesn't speak the language, two pieces of advice, one study the language, um, no matter how good you think you are, you're not that good. <laughs> you're never going to be good at that. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's so true. I thought I was the king of Spanish before I went to Spain and oh my gosh, I mean, I just. I said so many stupid things in the span of six months that it hurts to even talk about it. But number one, study the language beforehand. And number two, just do it. Like the more you think about it, the worse it gets. Just do it. Just buy the plane ticket, <laughs> apply for the visa, just do it. Um, I feel like I'm missing a question. Um, uh, advice for male au pairs? Yes. In general? Yeah. Oh, a male au pair. Uh, get over yourself. Like it's... <laughs> That's honestly, that That is my big advice. It it is. That's my advice. I think, especially as male appears, it's very easy to get like a victim mentality where you say, oh, you know, I, I can't make friends because they're all girls or, or, you know, the other parents don't really want to put me in their groups or, you know, whatever the case may be, make it work, you know, fight for it, make it work in any time in history where there has been a gender inequality. The only way it's solved is by people rolling up their sleeves and making it work. Yes. yes. Just oh my God. That. So, yes, Graham. Yeah. Work, so, so make it work. Yeah. Get over yourself, fight and, and make people realize that you can do the job just as well as somebody with different reproductive <laughs> organs. <laughs> Women have had to go through much harder gender difficulties. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like guys should take, should take a page out of a female's book here. Mm -hmm. Yes, they should. um, Because they've, they've done this a lot, you know, really here in the U S and in Europe as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it's getting better though. It really is. It's great advice. And if you want to find more of this advice, uh, Graham, where can they find you? on the interweb where can we find you the streets of spain <laughs> streets homeless <laughs> tell us so tell us your social on, media yeah so i'm on youtube my name graham cargill 
and then Instagram is at opair.gram. You guys can check me out, send me DMs, comment on videos, video ideas, all that stuff. Um, I cannot appreciate, I cannot say thank you enough to the people who continue to support me and just make it such a fun thing. We are going to put Graham's YouTube link in our link tree on our Instagram bio. So head over there if you want to go over there and check out his YouTube channel and we will put all the details in the description of this podcast episode as well because you need to go and check him out. You need just for yes. the horror story alone. Like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love it. Tissues and popcorn. Tissues and popcorn. Oh, popcorn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the main thing for us to say now is, Graham, thank you so much for making the time and for coming oh, to visit us on our little podcast. We've I've loved this interview. I really have. So good. Gosh. Y'all are so much fun. Like, you're just, you're so much fun. Oh, we try. We try. <laughs> it's sleep deprivation is what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah kids sleep deprivation True. yeah but like all opairs can relate <laughs> absolutely so there we go guys that was our third interview of the series it was so fun and we will be back next week with a new episode thank you for listening guys thank you bye and that's the tea Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on life as an au pair. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at au pair tea. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.